Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and I just want to first apologize for the last week or so of reruns. Um, That is because I have been sick recently. You may still be able to hear it in my voice. So I haven't been in capacity for recording or even brainstorming new episodes. So this will also be a rerun. I should be back in commission soon, but just wanted to give you an update and also let you know, since I haven't announced it here on the podcast yet, that I do have an upcoming masterclass on mastering stress and anxiety coming up soon, August 23rd, uh, 2021, 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can learn all about it at coreymiscara.com forward slash masterclass. It'll be a a 90-minute session, and I'm just going to be sharing my best practices uh, related to stress and anxiety, and in addition to the psychological embodiment and mindset tools that I've found to be essential, I'm also going to share the latest technologies and therapies that are most exciting to me for developing a more calm, grounded, and resilient brain. So uh, I'd love to have you there. All registrants will receive a recording of the masterclass, so it's okay if you're not able to attend live. Uh, and space is limited. So all the details again are at coreymiscara.com forward slash retreat. Just wanted to let you know that this was happening. And uh, today's session will again be a, a rerun session and hoping for the new ones coming soon. But let's get into the content of today's session, which will be exploring the counterintuitive antidote to things like stress, anxiety, and discomfort. More to come on that in a moment. First, as always, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Talk to you soon. So a common question I get from folks is, you know, Corey, I'm coming here to manage stress. I'm coming to the meditation practice to reduce anxiety, to reduce pain, discomfort, overwhelm. But then we go into meditation and you say, be with the moment as it is. Or things like trying to change your anxiety will often lead to more anxiety. And so this can be a a hard thing to wrap our heads around because we do come to these practices and you're probably even listening to this podcast because you have some idea of what you want to get out of it. And usually that is associated with a particular feeling tone that feels better than you do right now. And so we have that dangling carrot in front of us the idea of what we're moving toward. And our current experience often feels like the enemy to that, something that we need to push, fix, get away from, or just overcome. And it's still interesting to me that that is such a, a common prescription or refrain in many personal development circles. And I'm not even talking about just the old school ones, but like many modern ones, even with people I respect will say things like, uh, 
that inner voice in your mind is the enemy or you have to overcome this adversary like in your mind or some part of you that it's just like we is an obstacle is the enemy the thing that needs to be conquered and i won't dismiss this entirely because these ideas wouldn't continue if they had no utility so they're effective to an extent but typically as a long-term prescription to working with anxiety discomfort inner suffering you actually end up reinforcing the inner mechanisms that were creating the anxiety in the first place and so if we look at it just like from a more meta global perspective a lot of our anxiety and stress comes from constantly needing to control and be in charge or have a a deep sense of security which is a, a natural human need but when we go in there and start relating to that part of us with a sense of, uh, you're the enemy, I have to overcome you, I have to beat you. Well, all that is, is just another form of trying to control, manipulate, have constant certainty. And so the people that tend to experience some success, short-term success, or seemingly long-term success, it's usually because there's a, a very skillful compartmentalization of that part of themselves that is suppressed enough that it's not emerging in the present moment and maybe they're just focusing on something more positive but in terms of that person having a really deep peace there won't be an ability to truly let go into presence because a part of them in the background is always pushing fighting and suppressing and so, again, I'll, I'll say you can live a life like that and just skillfully compartmentalize these dif- different aspects of your experience and uh, exert a lot of focus onto something different or more positive, and it'll put less fuel toward this more negative thing. However, one of the powers of meditation and mindfulness and presence and one of the reasons why I think we're seeing it really emerge in a robust way in the personal development space is because it just takes things deeper instead of playing on the superficial uh, playground of just you know arrange everything differently so that it, it looks a little bit better and then I'll turn my attention away from the thing I don't want to see we're meeting all of these things head on we're noticing that part of us that constantly wants to be in control that constantly wants to be certain that constantly wants to feel secure and saying okay things aren't exactly as we want right in this moment as we're sitting here can we still relax into it not necessarily accept it and not necessarily like it but can we see that we have an ability to moderate our relationship to it And in our moderation of our relationship to the experience, we can actually shift how much or how little we are suffering. So for instance, going back to the early example, if you were experiencing anxiety and you came to a meditation class thinking, okay, I'm going to overcome this anxiety, you know, that would be a bit of an oppositional relationship. Now you could take that into the meditation, then you could go anxiety I, I'm not going to tolerate you. 
move aside, I need to focus on this, I need to be positive. And I think you could see how that might rile you up a bit, give us a bit of an ego high, get us excited about what we're working towards, shift our attention, change our state, and and feel better. But we're not really addressing the root cause of the anxiety, nor are we doing anything to make peace with and find ease within the anxiety when it's there. So in our approach, and this is where people are confused, like asking what's the meditation about, instead of trying to overcome it, instead of seeing it as an enemy, we honor it as another part of our human experience and as a part of us that is is trying to serve in some way. You know, the anxiety is not arising because it's trying to make you miserable. It's trying to make you safe. It's trying to protect you. It's trying to tell you something. It's an alarm system of sorts. And so... As we settle into practice, instead of fighting it, we just sort of breathe with it. We relax into it. We soften the jaw. We soften the shoulders, soften the belly. The whole chest might be tight. Maybe the uh, other parts of the body might be tight. But we relax the body around it, creating a container, a physical and a psychological and emotional container to hold the experience of anxiety, which is sort of like, I got you. You're safe right now. We can be here. I see you, anxiety. And yet I'm, I'm still going to stay present to this moment and I'm going to stay present to you. Now, the more we do that, the part of us that constantly needs to be in control, manipulate, and to feel secure starts to feel a new sense of security within not having as much control, a new sense of security within the discomfort and a new sense of security within this experience that is telling us that we're insecure in some way. And that's where this practice becomes really powerful because you're you're going directly into those experiences that are telling you you're unsafe or you should be somewhere else or you should do something else. And once you learn how to be with those moments and find a little bit more comfort, groundedness, and ease within those moments, That's a superpower you get to take with you in real life. And not only does it reduce the anxiety itself, because you're you're basically pacifying the most primal parts of your system, but you also then have an option to relate to the anxiety more skillfully and use it if it needs to be used as a power, as a source of energy, as a motivation for change. But when that discomfort, that pain, that anger, that sadness, that, that grief arises and we're not able to be with it and stay present to it, it's just going to push us into some sort of action, either a, a numbing state, self-medication, saying something we, we know we'll regret. And saying things and turning away from things is not bad. We're just trying to do it a bit more intentionally. And being able to stay present to the discomfort, relax into it, allows us to let it resolve if it needs to or say no this is actually going to be something that drives action that gives me energy and pushes me into something i know that needs to to change or needs to be said or needs to be fixed so in these practices when the encouragement is to be with the experience as it is it's not passively resigning to the moment It's not just accepting this is going to be your plot in life, and it's not just learning to tolerate discomfort. Instead, it's about going to the source of so much of your pain and suffering, 
and learning how to blend with these experiences, work with these experiences, rather than making them constant enemies. So, as you go about your day today and you notice these inner experiences that feel difficult, instead of immediately trying to get rid of them, perceiving them as an enemy or something to be overcome, first see if you can meet them, relax into them, let the experiences know that they're safe, you want to learn from them, and then notice how the experience either changes or becomes a source of positive power. Thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you soon, and until next time, take care. Hey, a couple things before you go. First, if you're new to this podcast and you would like some supplemental resources to help you, such as guided meditations, app recommendations, book recommendations, you could just text your email address to this number, plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight, and you'll get an automated email to your inbox, and that will have all of the resources. Also, this is a separate number, but if you want to be part of the text community where I send daily voice messages, videos, uh, and texts that are just served to give you a little bit of a uh, dose of wisdom, inspiration, teaching for the day in a more intimate format goes directly to your phone. Uh, for that, you could just text the word podcast to 631-337-8298, and that'll make you part of the text community. And and I do respond directly, at least to the first message that comes through. So, uh, so would love to have you there as well. Again, all of these are completely free resources with no strings attached. They're just meant to serve you on this journey. And so I hope they can be valuable. If you're enjoying this podcast, one way that you can give back is just a, a simple rating or a review on iTunes. It goes a very long way. I love to read them. I'll read one right now. DJB108 said, this is a great way to spend a few minutes a day on your own growth and understanding, and I look forward to listening every day. Really simple. doesn't take long. warms my heart to read that. So if you feel inspired to share a rating or review, uh, I'm always very grateful and helps us continue to spread the word of this podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you soon and take care.